is in session this is the draft seminar rookie profile series hosted by matt hicks the ff educator and i am joined as always by john love the gridiron scholar john this is our zamir white fantasy football rookie profile episode i am so excited to talk about this georgia back he's got a little bit of complicated profile but a very fantastic film review before we jump into it john i want to make sure folks know they can check out the Rookie Big Board on the YouTube channel, on the podcast channel, or you can check out us on the NFL Draft Bible Podcast Network. You can get my full rookie rankings over at patreon.com slash the FF Educator, and you can find more of John's work at footballdiehards.com. John, Zamir White, the running back out of Georgia. Matt, ever since 1980, Herschel Walker, I've been watching Georgia running backs. We talk about the wide receiver factory at Alabama and Ohio State. For 40 years or more, George is putting players in the NFL. Starting in my lifetime, we're Herschel. Then we go to players like Rodney Hampton, Garrison Hurst, Terrell Davis. More recently, Todd Gurley, Nick Chubb. I mean, they just keep pumping out high-level, high-end NFL running backs. And I was not really thinking of Zemir White. He was on that edge, top 10. You know, the production model, not overly impressive. But Matt, he opened my eyes at the combine, and he made me go back and watch more film. When you run a 4-4-0 at 6 foot 214 pounds, with a broad jump of 10.8, vertical jump of 33.5, you have explosion, speed, burst, agility. Granted, Matt, the medicals are going to really depend on Zamir White. Two ACL tears. The good news is one was in high school, 2017. The other was freshman year of college. So we're looking at 2017 and 2018. So they are in the rear view mirror. In 2021, I went back to watch a ton of this tape. He was team captain and he led Georgia in rushing with 856 yards. He gained 84 yards on 13 carries versus Alabama in the CFP championship game. Even go back to 2020. He started every game for Georgia and he paced the club in rushing with 779 yards. Now, when you plug those in the model, map, he's not going to jump off the page. But a little context. He does have James Cook, who we're going to feature pretty soon. And I'm going to be kind. Georgia runs a Neanderthal offense, just like the Michigan Wolverines. You're not going to get an explosion of 1,400 yards with the Bulldogs. So you have to go back. He redshirted his first season on campus because he tore that ACL early. He arrived on campus in January. 
in high school. He was a five-star prospect in the state of North Carolina and the number one ranked running back in the country. He was on the U.S. Army All-American Bowl team and the top 150 dream team. It's all there, Matt. The, co the combine showed us he's healthy. What does your film study say of Zamir White? Yeah, John, Zamir White is an electric film review. You know, I, we were talking pre-show. If you're talking about pure rushing ability in this class, if you put just the ability to run the ball on the ground in a vacuum, Zamir White is a top three lock and has an argument to be the best runner in this class. I mean, fantasy football in NFL draft projection is more than that. But if you narrowed it down into that, you would have a good argument for Zamir White. I love his vision. The way he sees the field is really fantastic. He's comfortable working in between the tackles. He finds yardage. Uh, you know, it, it's you would even watching the L22, you're shocked that he finds space. You know, he, oh, yeah. he almost sees things in, in defenses that don't exist, and he's able to hit those gaps and burst through them. He plays with great strength. Uh, he has great contact balance. He fights for extra yards, finishes forward. He's a scrappy player. You know, go watch him take on Clemson defenders. Even in that 2021 game, that was just kind of a knockdown, dragout game. He was able to, to push the ball forward for Georgia in that game. When we're talking about play speed, he moves very well running north to south, but he also speeds up pretty well moving east to west as well. So he has really great play speed. I think it translates past just the 40-yard dash, right? And you mentioned it here, not a high volume of pass-catching ability. I think he was fine. He was a reliable check-down option, but we weren't able to really see much more. So that's the one knock that I have on him. You know, John, I want to mention when it comes to Georgia running backs, we always have to put production, you know, in a little bit of context. Nick Chubb, DeAndre Swift, these weren't oh, guys. Right. Sony Michelle, these weren't guys that necessarily put up huge box scores, and it's because of what you alluded to. The offense just does not ask them. They are a, def a defense-first uh, college team. And one other note, John, you know, we talked about the ACL injuries and that's fine. When we're thinking long-term, right, for fantasy football, if we can get three to four good years out of a fantasy football running back, that's more than you're going to get out of most guys. So if he does, in fact, clear the medicals, and we'll touch on draft capital here in a minute, if he does do that, you know, I think that it is green light for fantasy football players to go after him. But John, I alluded to the stats a little bit here. Let's dig more into them. Yeah, if you're putting them in the production model, which I did way back after the game against Alabama for the national championship, when you plug him in, Matt, he doesn't pop. Like, you don't look at any one number and say, wow, that's amazing. I mean, 2,403 career yards, that's nice. You know, he led the team in rushing twice, but in context, they rotate backs. They're not a highly productive offensive team. They're not getting, you know, 500 yards rushing. They're not Army with the wishbone or anything like that. Their quarterbacks aren't converting a lot of first downs in the passing game. 5.3 yards per carry. That's nice. I'm happy with it. But, again, it's not like the average 6.2 or some number that's off the page. 17 receptions. Neanderthal offense and James Cook is the pass-catching running back. So a little bit of context there. Do I think he's great? No, but you mentioned he's a great, he's a nice check down option. I'm actually more worried about his pass blocking than I am about his receiving. And I don't really like the pass blocking. That might be one of the hurdles that he has to come overcome. I do like the 25 to 
touchdowns. Matt, he's good near the goal line. You mentioned it. He finds creases. He definitely finds small creases in the goal line. I don't think Georgia has the greatest offensive line. It's it's good, and they do create some holes, but Zamir White took advantage of what little they gave him. So very impressed with this short yardage work. And look at when you plug him in. Yards from scrimmage, his best ever was 931, Matt. 14% scrimmage yards dominator. He does not pop. I do, I, I'm convinced of this. The NFL scouts like him better than mm-hmm. anyone on the Twitterverse. They're going to bet on size, pedigree, program. When you're talking about a young man from the SEC and Georgia who has a five-star high school recruit, as long as the medicals come out and we get second-day draft capital wheels up on Zamir White. Matt, what's your fantasy football footballers know? Yeah, John, here's going to be the bottom line, right? When you have a player with this complicated of a profile, you're right on the edge of do you go all in on him? Do you not? Do you sit back? You know, a big deciding factor is going to be to listen to the NFL. I think he's going to be right on that late day two, early day three line. Right now, this moment, I have him as an early day three selection. I want him to be a late day two selection. That's going to be the cutoff line. If he goes late day two, which he very well could, then I'm going to be all in on Zamir White because that to me says he's cleared medicals. The NFL is not worried about his knee. And then, of course, the landing spot's going to be important. Is he going to be able to project into some pass catching volume? Because I'm going to be comfortable if he gets volume on the ground that he's going to be able to produce with that. I currently have him in that flex filler fantasy football projection, John, which is living in that running back three territory. Again, if he gets good draft capital, he could bump up into being a borderline weekly starter or running back two type guy, top 24 to top 36 type running back, which is certainly fantasy football relevant. In terms of his uh, rookie ADP projection, right now I'm seeing him go around round two. You know, certainly I think that could swing anywhere from early round two to late round two in your fantasy football rookie drafts, of course, depending on format. But I do think he ends up being a second round pick unless his NFL draft stock really plummets or he gets into a, a complicated running back by committee. And I, I, John, I expect to personally have a mid-level of exposure to him. I don't know that he's going to be a guy because of his profile here that I'm going to feel confident going all out in, but he's also so talented that I won't forgive myself if I go through rookie draft season, don't get him on any of my squads, and then he eventually pops off because he absolutely has the potential to be able to do that. John, just like all of our listeners have the potential to be able to get the best rookie insight around by making sure they're subscribed, whether they're watching or whether they're viewing, because we still have a ton of rookie profiles to go. As always, we appreciate you checking out this episode.